Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we're hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Campfire Herbal Tea from Simple Loose. After the summer rush of vacations and family trips, stopping to take a deep breath around the hearth or campfire is one of the nicest things to do. Enjoy this herbal tea with the slightly smoky notes of rooibos and cinnamon chips, a tea best brewed after the sun has gone down and shared with friends. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning. A warm teacup welcome to all who are listening in with us today or perhaps at a later time. I hope that you're enjoying these few weeks as we've been looking at words or phrases in Scripture that we read over but perhaps miss the significance of it or maybe don't fully understand its meaning or even the powerful spiritual message that God is showing us with it. The horn of salvation. We looked at the word hyssop. And last week we talked about high places. If you've missed any of these, I encourage you to go back and give a listen. These studies have truly helped get me through the week and opened my heart more to an understanding of all the Lord's teaching, right down to every word and phrase and the importance of it. Continuing on that track today, we're going to look at another phrase, perhaps one of the most common phrases actually in the Old Testament. It's according to which source you might be drawing from in your study, but you can find this phrase in Scripture anywhere from 250 to 282 times in the Old Testament. My particular Bible dictionary lists 282, with all but 36 of those found in the prophetical writings. Today we look at Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of Hosts. There's no subject more worthy of study than the nature and character of God, something that I've tried to do on this journey of tea time together, certainly only briefly each week, but to be a reminder and an encourager for us as we face daily struggles. God's perfections are often called His name, and His name is expressed by various words, and certainly all of them carry much significance. They're not merely designations, but also descriptions. An example, the word God is commonly supposed to mean the good one, but it probably denotes more so he or whom one calls or he to whom one sacrifices. The word Lord really equals the giver or distributor of bread. So much more that we could look at, and we can't get into all of that right now, but who knows, perhaps later on. But for us today, one of the most noteworthy is that of the Lord of hosts. Again in Hebrew, Yahweh Sabaoth, which occurs, again, according to which commentary dictionary you're looking at, at least 250 times. Now, if you'll forgive me, I'm going to be a little technical for a moment because in my studies, I found this breakdown of what exactly is meant in these two words, and I want to try to share that with you quickly. So, founded on what had previously been known or revealed through the Hebrew language, the translation of the word hosts doesn't really bring justice to its true meaning. 
I mean, for you and I, we could see the word hosts as a multitude, or we could look at the word host in a different view and think of the host of a show or an entertainer, perhaps. But in Hebrew, host is far more majestic. William Bokstein puts it as the majestic. And this is the description. Yahweh Sabaoth. Yahweh, Elohe, God of Sabaoth, the strong or mighty one. Now used in the plural as comprehending in himself the fullness of all power and uniting in himself all the attributes which the heathen ascribed to their divinities. Yahweh, he who is or he who will be, the being the absolute one, the cause and support of all other things, the eternal, the unchangeable, employed with special reference to his personality, his unity, his close relationship to his people, and his promise to be their God, the proper name of Israel's God. Again, Yahweh. Sabaoth. The heaven and the earth hosts the angels, and more commonly, the armies, the leader of the Israelite forces, the spiritual forces which stand at God's disposal and embraces all the forces of the universe. Again, that was a lot. I know it's technical. But what it says to us is that the true name that's put into these two words, Yahweh Sabaoth, is this. Yahweh, the God of the armies of Israel, the giver of the victory in battle and of the stars and of the angels. Let that sink in for just a second. Talk about majestic. God is the leader of heaven's armies. While the translations may define this word a little differently, the one consistency among all of them, they all point to the power and authority of God. You might call him the Lord of hosts. You might see it referred to in your Bible as the Lord of Heaven's army or the Lord Almighty. But each one of those, each one of those translations all paint a picture of God all-powerful. I hope you've got your Bibles. And briefly, I want to look at the first instance where Yahweh is called by this name. It's found in 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1, I'm going to begin reading in verse 8. I'll give you just a second again. 1 Samuel chapter 1, I'm going to skip on down to verse 8. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? And so Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. And now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, 
O Yahweh Sabaoth. If you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Samuel is who she was praying for. Hannah, a barren woman, so specific in the name that she called out to God's personhood, to God's almightiness. She cries out to the one who is able to create ex nihilo, to create from nothing, but to whom every cell, every atom are called to his attention. She knows that her hope only lies with the one whose voice that the whole host of heavens and earth must obey. She understands here that the command of the Lord of armies will and must be executed. And again, as we know, it was because Samuel was born. As the Lord of hosts, God is the all-powerful ruler over the entire universe. All power and all authority are His. He alone intervenes to provide the victory for His people. He alone can bring peace. And yet at the same time, this is the God who is available to hear your very prayers. The Lord of hosts, the God of armies. The Lord of hosts, the God of angels. The Lord of hosts, Lord God Almighty. The Lord of hosts, our personal creator God who loves us, who forgives our sins, who hears our prayers, knows our every need before we even call it out to him, and whose plans are to prosper and not to harm. The Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth. The Sovereign Lord of hosts has the grace to always be there for the one who will come to him through faith in Jesus Christ. The King of glory who commands the armies of heaven and who will on that day defeat all the enemies in this world is none other than Christ himself. He is the Lord of hosts. I urge you to go and reread simply because we don't have time. Revelation chapter 19 verses 11 through 20. Friends, when we call our Heavenly Father the Lord of hosts, there's so much in that name as I hope you've been able to see. Yes, there's countless armies of angels at His disposal. And yes, He is a warrior, mighty in battle, but He's also the conductor of the beautiful orchestra that is the entirety of all of creation. Again, every atom, every molecule moves in accordance with His purposes and at His command. He sustains it all by the power of His Word. I pray today that you're encouraged with a greater understanding of the Lord of hosts. Exodus 14. Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. The Lord of hosts. Thank you so much for joining in with us today. 
we looked at the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth, the God of the armies of Israel, the giver of the victory in battle. When you think of the Lord of hosts, when we read that in scripture, we don't jump straight to a general, the commander of the armies, but that's what he is. Both armies of heaven and the earth as we see in Genesis and as well as Deuteronomy. Know that if God be for us, who can be against us? Again, we thank you for joining us and we look forward to next week. But until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.